This is Ellie Cornell, and you're listening to the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I picked this topic. I love this movie. That's a scary movie. It's a scary movie. And it still affects me just the same. I cannot put that on. I gotta tell you, something about this movie worked for me. I was oh, like, it rocked. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's debatable. But, I mean, it's a great movie. That, you know, I, it's my right as a viewer, as somebody who spends my money and time to go watch these films, to have my opinions and be disappointed. But that's what I love about about this group doing this podcast right now is that on so many pages <laughs> we're like right there with each other. But then I mean it, it's it's almost inevitable that uh, you know half the time we're going to go you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Welcome to the Midwest Monster Podcast. And now here are your hosts. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, all of you listeners out there. Welcome back to another episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Grizzly Adner, and I'm joined by Professor Wagstaff. Venomous Vinny. Hi, Toddy. And Rybones. Hey, we have got a full house here tonight. We have got some special treats coming up for you, because this is episode number 98. We're uh, working our way up to episode 100. And we have decided to go back and revisit the three major franchises of the horror genre because some of our opinions have changed. Myself, Professor, uh, unfortunately Mad Chan could not be with us this evening. We would have loved to have heard his opinion and how things have changed. Um, but we also wanted to get the, uh, the input of our newest consistent hosts in the rotation and uh, let them air some of their grievances with our reviews <laughs> from these old episodes that we had done. So it should be a fun time. So uh, that'll be the format for this episode 98, and then 99, and then 100. 100 episodes. 100 episodes. So uh, to this episode here, we are going to revisit the Halloween franchise. Halloween Town? Yes, the Halloween Town <laughs> franchise. Our personal favorite. Um, it's hard to think it's been almost four years since we aired that episode we did with Oz. Yeah, yeah, we did that episode with uh, with friend of the show Oz, uh, local uh, horror uh, fan and metal expert. Yeah. Um, so that was a fun episode to do. Uh, we were a little unkind to some parts of the, uh, the 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 series, but I think we'll still be unkind to some parts yeah. of the series. Deservedly. No. Yeah. Right. Right. So, what do you boys say? Do we just open it up, or do you want to... Let's just talk about Halloween in general really quickly. Um, is Halloween anyone at this table's favorite franchise? No. No. It, Halloween is my favorite movie, though. Right. Yes. We have yes. to clarify and, that. And I, and I do love Michael Myers. Yes. And I watch the shit out of the franchise, but not my number one. No. And, and this stuff changes so much. When we aired this episode, I said that this was... My favorite by just a nudge along with Friday the 13th. Yeah. And Friday the 13th definitively would be my favorite of the three now. Right. So it's just so early and digging into these shows. It was, October, it was a lot I'll to tackle. I say yes. But, yes. In, in October, I'd probably be like, Halloween. 
is my favorite franchise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it definitely. I think Halloween is is probably one of the greatest horror films ever made. With uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, without contest. Uh, but the franchise eh, leaves a little to be desired. So let's talk about the first Halloween film. How many of you dislike the first Halloween film? <laughs> <laughs> Great, uh, I'm the only guys drinking on the book report again. Let's uh, let's start with Todd. Tell, just share with us your thoughts on the first Halloween. Yeah, since you guys the, weren't here for these episodes. Let's let the new guys so uh, I, I think Halloween over time has become my my favorite movie because. Uh, well, first off, it reminds me of how old I am. So when they celebrate an anniversary, I celebrate an anniversary because <laughs> we're the same age. 1978? 1978. So next year, Halloween celebrating 40th anniversary. And so is Hot Toddy. Yes. I don't know. anniversary might die this year. I don't know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> That's what they say at the end of every film and uh, you say at every birthday. I, I think just, uh, just rewatchability, like... Uh, well, there's something about Halloween and any, I don't know, I think all the ideas they put in it still relate today. So like the, the blank white mask and he doesn't talk. So it's almost like you can uh, project your fear onto Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still moody. They, they didn't, I think it saved him by not doing a lot of special effects. Because like, like I love Nightmare on Elm Street, but there's scenes where you can just pick apart today, like some of their effects, like the stairs. Where you can see the oatmeal before sure. she steps in it. sure. Halloween didn't, you know, low budget, not a lot of blood. So, when I was watching the, uh, I was rewatching one of the documentaries um, this week, and uh, they had talked about how before Halloween, uh, the monsters were the focus. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's it's Frankenstein, it's Godzilla, it's like these, the, the they are the focus. And Halloween, that's not the case because he's the shape. You know what I mean? And it's just like he, it's what did they say? It's it's perfect in its simplicity. You know what I mean? And that it's, it's, he was kept in the shadows spot on, right? It's spot on by being nothing yeah. where, where the remake does the opposite. And I, I didn't, cause you know, I hated the kid. Like I think something missing from a lot of movies now is kids that you like. Yeah. Where, I mean, even, even the assholes in some of these movies, you still were like, Oh, that's my buddy. <laughs> right. But when you watch movies now, the kids are just, horrible unrelatable and i could give a care less if they fucking murder them all where in <laughs> halloween it's, you're old now yeah well you know <laughs> no, i still watch halloween and i'm like even that slutty girl i'm like you know save her i agree with todd about the uh the mask to me the mask because it's human but it's emotionless that always creeped me out worse michael myers scared me worse than jason or freddie ever did Michael Myers always was the boogeyman for me. Like, no matter how fast you ran, Michael was going to walk and he was going to catch you. Uh, I think Halloween is, I think it's perfect. I think it's a perfect horror movie. Just the music, just everything about it. To me, Halloween is definitely in my top five of all time. Possibly number one. It it, uh, competes with, John Carpenter's The Thing for me for top number one horror movie. I kind of liked it. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> no, the, the, in, in its simplicity, it's, it's really effective. It's beyond effective. I mean, it, there's not a lot of uh, ton of special effects in it. I mean, it's just it is what it is, and the, the music sets the mood for a lot of the film, and 
it does a great job with that. Yeah. And, and to me, even being a film that's nearly 40 years old, when I watch it, it's it timeless. doesn't feel that it's dated timeless. to me. Yeah, yeah. it's timeless. Yeah. The, like, uh, the archetypes are, are played... They're not overstated, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot because and a lot of other franchises, and even later in this one, your archetypes get very stereotypical and cartoony. Sure. But in these, Laurie Strode's a very believable character and who she is, and everybody knew a Laurie Strode. And just the community, especially for us living in the Midwest, uh, yeah, I, I, you're right. It, I, it's timeless. Even 40 years later, it's still timeless. And do you think simplicity? Because we were we were just talking about Texas Chainsaw, but. To me, that's one of the goriest movies of all time. And then you rewatch it, and it's not at all. It's, not, yeah, not it's your imagination. Yeah. So Halloween, you know, he does some gruesome killing, but really, really didn't. It's just what you imagine what he did to him. Yeah. Well, I think much of what worked so well for this film, besides the just masterful suspense that they use to build up these scenes and that they don't rely, as you guys mentioned, on the gore, it's also the uncertainty without explanation of what we're scared of, which I think is what at the root of our many of our fears in life is. And so I think that that just instinctually worked so strongly in that film because we don't know what the hell went wrong with this kid. And we don't know what he's doing now, why he's traipsing around in a William Shatner mask. There, there is no he... explanation. In, in Nightmare and Friday, there's an explanation in the first films. And yeah, later on they do Halloween. And so yeah, we're fueled. In the first movie. We're fueled by uncertainty, and and we build that up through very tense, drawn out moments. I still think uh, the scene in uh, with Nancy Loomis in the car uh, is one of the scariest scenes in movies ever. Um, it's very realistic. There's not uh, a heavy score. There's just you know the cue when the attack happens, but then we go right back to basically listening to this teenage girl struggle for her life in a car mm-hmm. for why? No reason. There's just some crazy asshole in the car killing her. Yeah. I think, and, I, and I think that is always something that gave Michael the scarier edge is because, because there's no motivation, no one's safe. You, yeah. you don't know what triggers right. the person can hit to set them off. And throughout horror films, the goal more is to entertain, whereas in that, it is fueling what you imagine being the unfortunate moment for a victim, which I think is why it's so effective and upsetting. Because when you right. read about these, you know, horrible things in the news, you, you kind of just sympathize and think about, like, last moments for, you know, the victim you're reading about, how horrible that must have been. Well, this is exactly like that. Right. There is nothing over the top. We're just watching this girl go cross-eyed with her head on the horn in a garage with nobody to help her. And ultimately for no reason mm-hmm. other than she's friends with the wrong person. I look in the backseat of my car at night yep. every time when I get in it because of that movie. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's just very effective. You know, the likelihood too, that a Michael Myers could be in your kitchen without you knowing compared to like, you know, Friday the 13th or, or nightmare, like Halloween's more realistic of the, mm-hmm. of the three. Yeah. Because it takes place in like a regular neighborhood, and it's it's not like you have to be at Camp Crystal Lake or have to be a kid of the, you know, the of those who torched Freddy or something, you know. Yeah, and one thing I wanted to mention before we move on is I visited the filming locations. Oh, uh, that's right. For this first film, you which suck. was just an absolute blast. The 
the main street where the houses are, where they're babysitting is actually in West Hollywood. The rest of it was filmed in South Pasadena and it was just, Oh, I was like a kid in a candy store going around <laughs> and like the people in Pasadena embrace it. So like, you know, ladies walking their dog, they'd walk by and be like Michael Myers fan, you know, just friendly and they'd help point stuff out. Uh, the, the bush is still there in the same exact place where you can stand and pop out from behind it. Um, but yeah, we went, um, to Lori Strode's house where she waits with the pumpkin. The owner of that home has stuff up on the porch with prop pumpkins and a framed picture of her in the movie. And it said, yes, this is the house. The props are here for you to use and enjoy. And so they, you know, basically invite you to hang out there and take pictures. And then, uh, just by chance, cause I was taking, um, wider pictures of that house across the street. Uh, there was a little plaque on the ground with a bench for, uh, Mustafa Akkad that somebody oh. put over there who said, you know, basically who helped dream this up. And it was just like a little tribute over there. And that's not really something that anybody makes a big deal about. So I was like stunned to see it over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, we, you know, I researched down to the, like the intersection where the credits <laughs> bring you into Haddonfield so many years later, like took pictures there, covered all of it. It's all on the uh, internet and easily accessible. So if you're ever in Los Angeles, I would make a point to do it. It's very fun. And, and Nightmare was filmed in, in the same neighborhood or? Yes. 1428 is a couple streets over from the babysitter's Cause house. Because I, I think Nate. Am I getting them backwards? I think Lori's room is is actually Nancy's room, and the interior where they used something like that. Oh yeah, and the actually the guy who lived at Johnny Depp's house was none too pleased with <laughs> us visiting, but that's fine. He was on his way. But um, yeah, this the stuff for for Halloween is is great fun. Um, actually, when I was taking a picture of Michael Myers, uh, the Meyer house that has been moved because they put up apartments. Uh, where it was, they kept the house intact, and it's now like a doctor's office or something. But they've moved it over right next door to where the alarm is going off when Annie pulls up to talk to her sheriff dad. It's uh, literally right there. And while I was taking pictures of it, the woman who owns the house who with the pumpkins on the porch introduced herself just by chance, all these people that live in Pasadena, and she happened to be walking by. But So it's just a really charming experience there. Cool. <clears throat> Rye bones. I want to explore a little bit here. Uh, I noticed a moment's hesitation in your voice uh, when when we talked about Halloween. Is Halloween not high on your list? Not not as a franchise. No. What about as the the first film? As the first film, I love the first film. Oh, okay. I just thought yeah. I noticed a little hesitation. I'm just like, like, well, oh, what do I, I say like that we probably haven't said about it? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you can double down. It's all right. The first one, it's, I might say, still holds up, still great. Even the it's it's it's. A couple movies later into the series where I kind of just check out a little bit. But the first one, there's, I mean, it's just uh, kind of timeless still. You know, it holds up in ways that some of the others wickedly don't. Right. Sure. You know. Sure. Is there anything, um, any high spots from the film that you guys want to give a shout out to? That moment at the bush is still kind of freaky. Or when Lori looks out at the clothesline. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's still that still creeps. Mister Riddle is watching me right now, talking about it. I mean, come on, Michael Myers drives. <laughs> oh, that's still. I, <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> it's totally explained. What, like, how would he? He, I'm sure he watched being driven to places. They, I don't believe it was in the. I may have this mistaken, but I don't believe it was in the theatrical release. But I believe when Halloween was put on television, there was a scene added where Loomis comes out. 
and he says, who taught him how to drive? So insinuating that somebody at the hospital had taught Michael how to drive. Which one would wonder why? <laughs> right. Yeah. And didn't yeah. on our episode Oz clarify that uh, it's been explained that he'd watched people who were driving him to different positions. Or it was, it was, it was uh, Mad Chan. One of the and, I, and I pointed out on the original episode that I watched my dad drive for 15 years right. before getting behind the wheel he, and he didn't know what I was never, doing when I got he out. He was also never taught to kill his sister, but he still managed to do that. So he's, he's <laughs> the man. Stabbing somebody's a little easier than putting the it in reverse. <laughs> that's all you need. All right, so I think... Okay, that's uh, all we need. Makes no sense, but that's all I, I, I want to say a highlight for me that I think is pure luck, I guess is the music because there's not a lot like it's usually scored and then like don't fear the reapers the one main song that you can hear which is a timeless song too so it's not like prom night where the songs are really bad like disco yeah the the, the music does not date it you're, yeah. you're right and then the clothes i can't remember anybody like no one wears like a you know i, I can't think of anything big in 78 that's not still around but nobody's just wearing like a rock t-shirt or something or something weird like pet rock Mm-hmm. Like so, like even the clothing and stuff. I mean, there's bell bottoms and stuff like that, but it's still kind of, kind of timeless. Yeah, I still love the opening where it's just like that the the, the pumpkin, you know, with the music going. Mm-hmm. It's, it's effective. It's yeah, like, it, what's about it, to happen? It, like, it builds your anxiety. Yeah, it really does. And the sweeping shot of the whole house and entering the mm-hmm. house and going yeah. upstairs. I mean, that's that's pretty groundbreaking. And and, yeah. and there's a few scenes too where you know if you watch. And then he never pops out till later, but if you watch like a dark closet, you can see his face. Yeah, those are good. Those are good. Well, I know that for Professor and I, I'm sure our opinions have not changed on the first film. I'm sure we love it just as much as yeah. we reviewed it the first time. So, good. Any any final thoughts before we go into part two? That boy, good. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween part two. Yeah. And just a, another reminder here um, to the listeners that we're not gonna we're not gonna nail the dates or actors or any other trivia or things like that just because we've done that in another episode. So if you want to go back and listen to our prior episodes, we highly encourage you to do so. Um, episode so, ten for Halloween. Okay, great, great episode ten. That's up on our iTunes and our Sound or Mixcloud. And uh, while you're there, give us a rating. Uh, anyways, back to the the episode here. Um, Halloween two all and, new and, halloween two and i think that my opinion has changed a little but I'm gonna i know let, it has i'm gonna let the young boys talk a little bit here i listened to the episode and talking to you since then i know your opinion has changed yeah 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 so uh hot toddy give us your opinion on halloween two i've always not as good as part one mm-hmm. but i think it's a strong sequel and especially since it's actually november 1st and not halloween yeah, we didn't call it yeah, All Saints true. Day. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think the continuation, um, back now, like, I feel like a lot of movies try to do the hospital. Um, and I think it always comes back to Halloween, too. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what kind of hospital has, like, three people in it, but not I think great. it's very effective because it's, uh, I don't know, a lot, a lot of sequels kind of phone it in and they could have just done, you know, different characters, Halloween again. Um, you know, some of the other franchises did exactly that, but I think with this, they, they tried to build on the story. Um, this is where you find out that Michael's her brother. Um, I will say, I don't know. It was still scary to me because, uh, I think the more you find out about something, it starts becoming less scary, but Halloween two, I, Michael Myers was still scary. Um, 
I don't know. Again, it wasn't like they loaded it with blood and gore in this one either. I mean, there, there was some. Uh, big... It certainly was. It certainly was gorier on the effect side of things, but not as gory as some of the other films right. at the time. No, no. I. I like to. Yeah. I like to a lot. As a matter of fact, Halloween one and Halloween two are the only two that I own on Blu-ray. And I, I think I think part of it too is it's it's kind of a it's kind of like Godfather where it's you know like the first two films are kind of like one movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and that's another thing I do like about it is it you loved being at that place and you just pick right up with it again. I like it. Yes. I, I can I can see detractions. It, I mean, it's got classic sequel issues with it. Um, if you're comparing it side by side to an it's, original masterpiece. It, and it's not as strong as Halloween. But, but they got the same actors back. You know what I mean? Like, that to me is a big deal. I can't stand in a movie when an actor, a character is replaced with a different actor. Yeah, I can't stand it. Uh, but no, I I like Halloween 2 a lot. A lot. I don't like it as much as the first one. And Halloween 2 is not in my top five horror movies. But I like Halloween too. And I, I like Dick Warlock in it, but I will say Nick Castle, like his movement of, of the shape in one kind of set the tone. So it's kind of missing a little bit, but but two is still very strong to me. I think so too. Part two does one of my favorite things, is it? it picks right up where the movie left off. Yes. The first one leaves, it's like, you know, maybe that's why I'm such a back to the future nut. I mean, it literally picks right up. You don't feel like there's any, it's just kind of a continuation right there. And I really like that, but you know, rewatching it this past week, I, if if you had to create a drinking game every time Loomis says, "I shot him six times," <laughs> you would be dead. You would be dead because that is his favorite thing to say for the first it's ten like minutes Q of that and, film. Uh, Chris Rock, there, he got shot six <laughs> times. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. But that's my favorite thing about it is there's no exposition to really tell. It just starts right up. You don't have to explain who Michael is anymore. It's just it's kind of all action from there on out. You you know it's it's a faster paced film because of that. So I enjoy that and, and kind of like you guys are talking about. It's it's almost like one movie, you know, one and two together, and they book in so perfectly. It's I I, I like that. Professor, I haven't really changed on this. Okay, I, from listening to the episode, I I like the film, um, but I don't love it. I think it's a very entertaining sequel. I think it is better um, than a lot of part twos right out of the gate. Oh, yeah. I think that what you guys are saying is, you know, spot on with how it seamlessly jumps right into it, which I think as a viewer is very satisfying, you know, to have that just click right in and be there. But at the same time, and I actually wrote a long thing about this on our blog back when we were still keeping up with that. And, um, the, and we'll go through this more with the movies, but for me, the thing that always plagued Halloween was it let external factors dictate what it did too much instead of just doing what it wanted to do and worked. Now, with that said, like I said, I still like part two. I think it's a good movie, but there is instantly, and I said this in the original episode, it starts to adapt to what the copycats did. Absolutely, it does. And that's my only, not even frustration, because I still enjoy it, but it's noticeable with, like, ranging from, like, what Lance Guess doing a swan dive into the pool of blood on the floor and the the grotesque uh, hot tub kill. That immediately lets me know, tonally, this is different than the movie I love. Sure. With that said, that's okay. It carries on. It's very entertaining. It's fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, I, I you know, I enjoy it a lot, but I don't love it. That's just kind of where I'm at with it. I've, I've always been kind of 
um, not perplexed, but surprised with the obsession that, that part two gets, um, which I'm very aware of, you know, mm -hmm. it's not, not to discount that opinion. It's, it's awesome. Uh, but people love part two. Um, and maybe it's because of that, maybe because it starts to, to fill more of what they didn't get in part one that they love in part two, which I get. But for me, that that's really the only hiccup for me. I still like the movie, but it, it starts to feel like not its its original own baby. The, the, the characters were a lot different in that, like how I just said in the first one, that they were all so relatable and likable. Where in the second one, the average character does not want to listen to anything. Like the, the idiot cop, where he's like, get away from him. Yeah. Like, if he's dead, just, you know, he's dead. Don't give him CPR. <laughs> and, and a lot of the nurses and stuff didn't want to acknowledge what was going Like, it was a lot of more, like... There's not much character development. Yeah. And, you know, you film. get the pervy, like, in every 80s movie, there's a pervy ambulance or, you know, whatever, driver. Uh, yeah. Uh, that dude was extra, extra pervy. Um, and, yeah, you know, so the average character just didn't, didn't want to listen, didn't give a shit. Where the first one, yeah, they didn't know what was going on, but they were more teenage and relatable and i don't know i didn't feel a lot of re relatability to the average character um, and maybe maybe lance guest and it's probably just because he was pretty but <laughs> right i would say my opinion has changed a little i think uh, in re-listening to the old episode i was a, a little more of a fanboy for this film and i i think i claimed that they got lightning to strike twice and uh, over the years, um, I would say I agree with Professor. I like it. I don't love it. Um, I even get a little bored with it just because it's too much of the same thing. Um, but there's still just so many good scenes in it. Like when he just walks through that glass door. Yeah. It's Killer. amazing. Yeah. It's still so good. Um, so this film has a lot going for it. I'm just not crazy about it, nor as big of a fan of it as I used to be four years ago. So okay. I think it's a good film. I think it's a solid continuation. I agree with everything you guys said at that point, like just picking up right where the previous one left off, because I think in later installments of the franchise, we get a lot of continuity errors and struggles and problems. And I think for this one to just flow seamlessly, as you said, uh, and as we all said in the, 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 the previous episode about it, um, it's just like if you finished part one and then played intermission, let's all go to the <laughs> lobby, you know, let's all go. To, right. And then you came back. It was like you could almost turn it into like a three-hour epic mm -hmm. rather than uh, two separate films. And, you know, this is a movie, too, that, that they had no intentions of a sequel. Carpenter Clearly wasn't interested in a sequel until it was like, I, th I think at some point he's like, they're going to just get someone else to do it and pay them the money. So he might as well do it. Which later happens to Rob Zombie, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. But you, you know, uh, again, for you, know, I thought they did. They they came up with a good storyline and stuff without copying the first one completely, and then or completely departure of like some other franchises. Uh, so I thought I thought for a sequel again, they they did really well with 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 a masterpiece. Again, sure. you know, we were talking about sure. Jaws on the way up. Like I love the entire franchise, all four movies. But if you compare one to the sequels, it's not the same thing at all. No. Like, like one is one is a masterpiece, and the other ones are are, are not. Definitely are not. They're just barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> they're you not. Took, they're took, not premium select. You took steak and replaced <laughs> it with the ninety nine cent value menu, but you could still eat it. 
Yeah, boy. All right. Any <laughs> other thoughts on part two? Yep. That's it for me. All right. Cool. Moving into <laughs> Halloween part three season of the witch. I'll say on, on this one, as the years go by, this one changes completely more and more because I remember liking it when I first watched it, but now I love part three. And I think a lot of people go the other way on this one that if I was, if I was the, you know, an adult and I went and saw three in the theater when it came out, I probably would have been outraged like so many people, but now I, I love part three and it's, it's like its own standalone movie. Um, I think if they would have called it Halloween presents season of the witch, yeah. there wouldn't have been as much hatred to begin with at, at all. And, um, on the, on the other side of it too, um, you know, everybody bitches so much about movies being the same over and over again. And here they were like, you know what, let's just do from here on out, Halloween three, Halloween four. You know, the plan was each movie would just be set on Halloween. Right. Have a completely different plot and tone. Um, which I think would make it an, an awesome TV series now. But, you know, I think the problem is people wanted Michael Myers. They didn't That's want to like go Michael Myers. And, then, and now when I Halloween 3 has just become like, you know, from being like, what is this? You know, I didn't cry like some people at the table. But, um, <laughs> but you know, now I have, big, I have a big Literally. love for it. So, Halloween 3 definitely changes more and more. Uh, I had no liking whatsoever for Halloween 3. Uh, had or have? Had. Had. Okay. Uh, because, same as everybody else as a kid, when I went, when I rented a Halloween movie, there better be goddamn Michael Myers. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> that's the, talk about a fucking bait and switch, you know what I mean? So... Is that the original clickbait? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. The original mockbuster. But uh, <laughs> over the past three to four years, this has become one that is an annual viewing for me. Uh, it's like you've said, absolutely. Had this movie just been released as Season of the Witch, it would be held in a higher regard within the horror community, which I think the horror community is coming around. Oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely come around. Uh, the horror community likes it more than the general public. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah. oh, yeah, if you say Halloween 3 season, which still people are like, oh, what are you doing? But honestly, <laughs> yeah, but, if, but it is a good, it's a great, it's a great seasonal movie for me to watch. And the Halloween season, I love putting it in and watching it. Uh, Heard that. Like a complete 180 with this movie over the course of my life because it used to be it was just scoff at it and all that shit. Now I like I love it. I think it's a great movie. I always recommend too if if people have never seen the franchise and they're and they're watching it for the first time, I recommend them to watch. Don't really do a marathon with one, two, three, four. Watch three on its own. Oh yeah, because I do yeah. think if you marathon it, you do get to three and you're like, what? what a little am bit I watching? of bitterness yeah. comes yeah. back. But you know, as a standalone movie, it's, it's yeah. As it's a great. standalone, it's it's yeah. It's just it's up there with any other '80s horror movie, of the good ones. Uh, yeah, I, I think it. I think it gets a bad rap. I'm right there in the same boat with you guys. I agree fully. If they would have called it anything else, or the Halloween Presents, I mean, you knocked it out of the park. And I think you guys talked about that on the original episode too. Is mm -hmm. that you know, if it was called anything else, it would have worked. It would have been more effective. Um, I don't know if anything else is a great title. 
<laughs> How he presents Part anything else. Is that uh, John Cusack? Yeah. <laughs> Say anything else. This is the one where Michael Myers Let's holds see. up the boombox, you know. Uh, <laughs> but like the, the, the film itself, you, you kind of have to watch it knowing that it's not going to be a Michael Myers film. And, and it's, I think as long as you can separate yourself from that, you'll have a great time with it. I mean, the Silver Shamrock jingle is absolutely infectious. You know, you'll be singing it all week. You Don't know, do and... it. <laughs> you know, when, right when Halloween now. rolls around, I start thinking of the of the jingle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really infectious. It's particularly at the end when it's going crazy. And he's going, stop it, stop it. You know, and it's all you can hear. It's just this frantic, you know, soundtrack. I love that it doesn't have any kind of a happy ending. That's true. You know yeah. what I mean? It's very ambiguous. The, the only happy ending happened to Atkins in the hotel. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the movie ends and you're left with this. Oh shit! You know what I mean. Like I, I don't like it for every movie, but I like it occasionally, and sure. it really works for that. I, I think it had to be pointed out for me, and not just from watching it, but it's very uh, body snatchers because it's even filmed, I think, in the same location as the original. Um, but it's it's not again. It's it's complete departure from from the other Halloween movies. But professor. Much well, changed for you over the years? I, no, I still love it. I know it's changed since I was a kid, but sure, I pointed that sure. out when we re- recorded the episode. Uh, for those of you who didn't listen to episode 10, thanks for the support, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the, the story is that I was allowed to rent uh, one movie uh, when we would go on Friday, sometimes two if we were feeling wild. But it was uh, around yeah, Halloween time. time. Yep. And I saw, uh, <laughs> I'd seen Halloween 1 and 2. Now, this was a big deal for me because I wasn't well-versed in 80s explicit horror. This was kind of still easing me into it and letting me watch certain things. So it was a big deal. I was yeah. very, very excited. And I could remember... How old were you? Oh... Uh, probably around 10, maybe. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I was hoping you were going to be like 21. Um, <laughs> yeah. Two. <laughs> it was my year. Like, oh. Uh, <laughs> but, but we got this home, and I'd seen one and two, and was so pumped. It was Halloween weekend. And then that. And I was just heartbroken. I can remember the squeeze on the side rental case that was yeah. around it, throwing that across the room. My dad telling me to not damage what we had to return. Uh, but over the years, Don't it's changed. The goods, you little jerk. <laughs> and this goes back to with, you know, uh, executives and suits making poor decisions with this franchise, because as we talked about in the original episode, it was going to be an anthology thing. And they were going to do different stories that all wove around each other. And then this one bombed and they left it on an island forever. And that's what's unfortunate about it, because if they would have came back to part four and done something completely different and been patient with it, which I understand is easier said than done when you're not making money. Right. But looking back on it, if that were the case, and I think I said on the original episode, ideally to me would be to do a couple more random stories like that and then bookend it with Michael Myers again and be done. Mm -hmm. And it would just be celebrated and perfect. They didn't do that. And this didn't do well, and so they abandoned it. Uh, thus leaving this film, you know, to the ages sure. as just that. And it's yeah. unfortunate because and I'm glad you mentioned with hanging with any 80s horror movie, because I truly believe if it didn't have that on the front, this would be up towards the top of many lists. Yeah. I mean, it's that good. And, oh, yeah. you know, it's, that's not a contrarian view that is, the film legitimately is that good. It's made well. I it's always, always remember the video art too used to scare me just like I hadn't seen the film. Mm-hmm. And I would always see the box on the video yeah. shelf. Yeah. And the image of like the three stretched oh, out trick or treaters yeah. scared me. As a kid, same here. Same here. Uh, my opinion is relatively unchanged. I saw this film as an adult, knowing what I was getting into, so I don't have the uh, 
the the anger nostalgia that some people do. Um, I just I love it more every time I watch it. I love it more every time I watch it. So I think on the old podcast I had a favorable view of it, and I think it just continues to grow. Yeah. It's so much fun. I love the Italian Stonehenge. I love Tom Atkins. I just I love the weird pod people you know security agents you know i just man it's just a blast the, the creepy atkins with the the 20 year old girl yeah which was my only complaint i think on the original show like this woman's father has just yeah. been killed in the hospital <laughs> and like Daddy a number of hours later it's like you're a stranger let's have sex <laughs> it's like are we really in the mood right now she we was, don't know what she was looking there. for her daddy and she found it in there's, atkins. there's oh, a oh, there's an alien Better have, have sex, sex with, with it. it. <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's all I've got to say. All the right. Norm McDonald fans out yeah, there. Anybody <laughs> like dirty work? You get jokes? You get jokes? Uh, so, um, yeah, so, should we move on? Any any other high yeah. spots from Halloween 3? I think we're good. Yeah. You want to kick us off on 4? What a treat. So, Halloween 4. Uh, very blatantly in the title, trying to get people back in the seats. Halloween 4. The return of Michael Myers. Released in Italy as Halloween 4, we're sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Our bad. Yeah, Halloween 4, my bad. In Australia, Halloween 4, we back. Oh, we back, we back. Okay, so Halloween 5. Four. Four. Four, Uh, I thought that was was, it. I was looking up 5. No, all right. Halloween 5, let's, or (laughs) 4. Learn to count. I put my phone down. Sing that birthday song. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm stroking out here. Um, <laughs> having a stroke, folks. Um, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Let's let Venomous Vinny kick this one off. This was actually the first one that I saw. Yeah. Uh, I was at my cousin's house staying the night. He was always a guy who would go to bed before you at his house when you're staying the night. So I stayed up with my Uncle Fred, and he was watching HBO, and this movie was on. And Michael Myers scared the ever-living shit out of me. Like, scared me to death. So, and then, of course, you know, I went back and watched the other ones later after that, because after that, even though I was scared of it, it was like, I wanted to revisit and see the other ones and stuff like that, too. Um, I don't own this one yet on Blu-ray, and I probably will, but that will be the last one that I will own out of the franchise. Um, I think that if you're going to do it without Jamie Lee Curtis coming back, I think they found a decent enough way to keep it going. Uh, I like the Jamie Lloyd character, and Daniel Harris in this movie is fantastic. Most child actors are rubbish especially in horror movies. And she was phenomenal as a child actor. Um, And in a lot of ways, it's uh, almost a remake of Halloween in a lot of ways, you know what I mean? Uh, But I love it. I I still think it's a solid sequel. Uh, Again, maybe because I saw it first and I have the nostalgia to go along with it. but I really like this movie. This is uh, where the series starts to lose me. I don't like the Jamie Lloyd arc 
Um, however, Daniel Harris is fantastic in it. She's the saving grace for it. And there's some really iconic imagery, you know, her with the clown suit and, the, and all that stuff. Um, by and large, though, the film doesn't really excite me. It doesn't do anything for me. And, you know, given my druthers, I would say Halloween 1, 2, and H2O are kind of the franchise for me. And the rest are just kind of so, a lot of filler. Of, uh, guest Oz, who prefer yeah. the Laurie Strode. I do prefer so, the Laurie Strode arc, sure, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, just, just the preference I have, I guess, towards it or whatever. But um, I think they did the best they could with what they had to work with. They can't bring back Jamie Lee every time, you know. So I mean, they did an inventive way to do it, but it just—it's not for me. Okay. For me, Halloween Four is the second best in the series. Oh wow! Um, first one I saw in the theater. Um, and I, I can't remember. I, I feel like I, I definitely had seen Halloween by the time I'd seen four. I might not have seen two and three. Um, you know, because this is kind of the point, too, where when I would go to the video store, I wouldn't even know, like, uh, like Friday the 13th, the final chapter. I'm like, oh, so that's part eight. Like, I, you know, so to me, some of the sequels, you know, I didn't quite know what they were. Um, I remember the marketing for this movie, like, before I ever seen it. I remember everybody... Going, man, I went and saw the new Halloween. It scared the shit out of me. So it was already built up before I saw it. Um, the little sidewalk cinema downtown, like, it was sold out when I saw it. And I was terrified. I had to walk home after the movie. So, <laughs> um, and it, it, more importantly, the movie to me still holds up when I watch it. I, I love this entry. Um, I do see that it is kind of like a... A little bit of a remake of the first one, but it's still its own film. I agree. Um, Michael Myers was scary again. Yes. The characters again were relatable. Even uh, even Grady goes off to to bang the the cop's daughter. You know, like like even her, I didn't quite like the the sheriff's daughter, but you still like didn't you didn't want her to get killed. Right. Um, Doctor Loomis came back because you know really at the end of two, Doctor Loomis and uh, or Michael Myers, I guess, was the one that were like. Definitely was dead at the end of they, two. They, both of them motherfuckers yeah. were dead. <laughs> like, yeah, they blew up half a second. Yeah, that block. fire yeah. and, yeah. Donald Pleasant showed up before looking like he got hit with a bottle rocket. One of my favorites, uh, <laughs> the, the opening of this movie to me is just terrifying where, where you know, they go to get him. Yeah. And even cooler is there's a lot of really scary daytime scenes in this movie, like the the gas station or the diner, whatever. It's, it's like a truck stop, I guess. And I think that it also fills you with a little more dread. The fact that this isn't just a teenage girl. This is a little girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, what is she, six or seven in this yeah, movie? Very like, young. you want to talk about feeling terror that you're scared this child is going to get killed. Like, it, I think that was a smart choice just for that reason right there, making Jamie Lloyd the age that she was. It's the first time we revisit the town after what happened, as opposed mm-hmm. to directly in the night. So you got that dread kind of feeling too. Like, and and, and the town, the town, unlike a lot of other franchises, the town is aware of Michael Myers and what he's done. Yeah. Um, Unless Donald Pleasance is trying to tell, tell him, him. Yeah. Like, that everybody Myers, just that everybody Myers. just blames him. <laughs> um, I, I will say that the weirdest scene, but it still is okay in the film, is is the uh, like the redneck vigilantes. Yeah. Um, which I can't remember. One one of their sons was killed in like the first movie, I think. So I'm assuming it was like Bob or, or I don't I don't know who their kid was, but yeah. um, and they end up killing like one of the just one of the drunks in the bushes. But um, man, to to the end of the film, like when they're in the truck and stuff, like to me the 
the the the big difference to me from one to this one is one was really wide open, kind of like Jaws, where he could be anywhere, and then four was very claustrophobic, like they were locked in the house. They're they're stuck in this truck with Michael Myers in it, and they don't know. Um, so to me, instead, if he can be anywhere, it's like no, he's pretty much right behind you, and just no one's aware of it. But yeah, this is one. To me, Halloween is still my favorite, and it's it's not as good, but. Halloween 4 is, is second to Halloween to me. Professor? I would agree. I The only competition I would have would be 3. Mm-hmm. So I would say this is my favorite Michael Myers Well, and then Myers I feel like, sequel. to me, like I said, 3 to me standalone. So. Yeah, so my favorite Michael Myers sequel would be this. And then, um, obviously, H2O is a great film as well. But 4, I have a lot of fond memories from as a kid. I remember that very well. And I think um, it kind of gets a bad rap for being the different storyline, but I think that it's particularly an effective film. Um, I just, yeah, I I don't think I rated it or ranked them necessarily when we did the show last time, but I would put that there as my favorite Michael Myers sequel. I I feel like the hatred for four has only come around recently because when when this was definitely the return of Michael Myers, yeah. Out. First off, it's '88, which is a great year for movies, anyways, especially horror. But to me, this was the, it was the return of Halloween. If if this movie had not came out, and and as much as I love Carpenter, because I know people argue that like if he would have had it, Carpenter wanted to take Michael Myers to space. So that's where the arguments came in. No. And you know what? As as crazy as Mustafa Akkad before he died was like, I see Halloween twenty. You know, he was right by, you know, let's not let's not go crazy here. They would jump the shark if they had done that, like, right then. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I remain pretty unchanged on 4. I really enjoy Part 4. I think 4 is a fun movie. Um, not a great movie, but a fun movie. Um, as far as the whole franchise goes, outside of... You know, yeah, I guess I would have changed a little bit. So, I was... I used to be pretty much just a Laurie Strode guy. Um, but I would say this is up there. I would say part one and then again, counting three as its own kind of standalone thing. I would say this or H2O are going to be a close second. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the ending was ballsy as hell. Mm-hmm. Like they copped out by part five, but the ending of four, you know, if they're all the cops shooting. No, that Whoa, the ending's where she's, down the well, but she's, Oh, with Jamie Lloyd, yeah. you know, yeah, she yeah, puts yeah. the clown mask on and, yeah. and she, to me, I'm not as thrilled with that because I feel like it's a little Corey Feldman Friday the 13th part. What is it? Four? How dare you, sir? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. But that was a masterpiece with Corey Feldman. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it feels a little rehashed to do it in this movie to me. Donald Pleasance is way overacting the end. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> hey, man, if you're ignored for an hour and a half, you would too. <laughs> I, I, I think I think regardless of if, if they would have ended it at the well, the way they ended it, people left the theater and was scared. Sure, sure. I, yeah, I, it was effective in that. At this point, I'm nitpicking. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm nitpicking the ending at this point. Like I say, I like this movie a lot. All right. Very cool. Shall we move on? Now, oh, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Revenge of Michael Myers. I saw this opening weekend. Uh, again, I just told you how pumped up I was to see 4. This is when I, uh, the time period too, where I was just, you know, even if I didn't have anyone to take me, I'd be like, I'll just go by myself. But 
Uh, me and my friend at the time. Why was nobody asking for your identification? <laughs> it was the 80s. Like, yeah, they knew me. They knew me at All the right. theater. They were my uh, babysitter. I got you. So, uh, five I go see with a best friend. Dying to see this movie. I can't say I hated it at the time. This is a movie that I change more and more that I watch it. That I'm like, man, five's kind of garbage. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> there, there's one scene in particular where the two cops they play clown music. Yes. Like I've mentioned that on the. the it, it, it drives well, me crazy every time I see it. And then like uh, um, is it Ellie? Is that the sister? Like, Ellie Cornell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rachel was her character's name. Rachel. They, Rachel. you know. The the one most likable character other than than James like they kill her off way too early. It was kind of pointless. Uh, I don't know. Like, there's still part of me because it's Halloween. Like, like even the movies that I, I don't quite like in these franchises, I've still seen them at least fifty times, and I'll still watch them over and over again. But five to me, just after coming out of four, five was such a huge damn letdown. And I think part of it was this movie was made and released not even quite a year after yeah. 4. Which I mentioned on the podcast, they were competing with people watching it at home versus mm-hmm. in the theater. Yeah, so I mean, um, I don't think 4 had barely touched home video. Because yeah. this is when like it would take a year to come out you know, on video. And it just There's so many reasons that 5 was just garbage. And, and one of them too, and, and again, even as a kid it drove me crazy, is she's 6 years old in Halloween 4. And now she's eight, but it's a year later. She, uh, I think the professor brought it up on the episode that they did previously that take the best part of Halloween four, mm-hmm. which oh, yeah. is the acting from this kid. Yeah. And then take away her ability to speak and make her mute for the yeah. movie. The stupid, stupid decision. And then add a stupid sidekick. Like, I don't know what that kid was, but. This movie is the one in the franchise where you lose you lose me. That this is where I watched it because it's Michael Myers. But I didn't really care for it. Is this, is this where the masks start to not look like the original mask too? Yeah, like yeah I think they start different. to differ a lot. Yeah, it almost looks like two dimensional. Well, and, and, like he's know, holding up a sign. <laughs> four, four, to, four to five, they do the awesome beginning, which is they they pick up right on four and then show you what you didn't see, which was awesome. But even though he the, swam, which I know bothered you in the original podcast, <laughs> he he didn't sw- he didn't swim. It just carried him. Yeah. It carried him. Yeah, he was so. Psyched. But, you know, the old hermit yeah, finds him, and then he wakes up a year later and grabs his mask from part four, which is completely different. So that, that right there drove me crazy. I hate the whole hermit taking him. The, the, That's a ripoff of, like, Bride of Frankenstein. The right? psychic connection. I could, I could almost do with the psychic connection because it explains why she did what she did. No. Before. Anytime any of these franchises, you start to get into these fucking psychic connections. Jaws four. people hate on Jaws or revenge. I start to check out. A shark and a woman are connected <laughs> in ways that you couldn't understand. <laughs> yeah. so you yeah. don't have blood flow. Until I see you dancing with Michael Caine down there, you don't know nothing. <laughs> but yeah, there's a. I, I I think the biggest thing is I remember the marketing of this movie was you know the revenge, and they were like you know this time he's finally on mass. That was a big selling point. He takes his damn mask off, which I think part of Michael Myers being scary, even in the worst one, which is still coming up, Michael Myers was still kind of scary to me because you don't know what he looks like. You don't know what's on under there. Well, I mean, he's, they reveal his face in the first movie. 
But but it's yeah. but it's still that shot and it's still like blank even though they show his face. Well, and I was I was gonna bring this up as we got <coughs> when we got into the Rob Zombie version, but I guess I can do it now. Uh, that's one thing about Michael Myers. That very brief reveal from from the original movie is when you saw him. It wasn't anything hideous. He was just some average guy and to me that's why i preferred michael as a normal sized guy in this series as opposed to how big he was in rob zombies because if michael took his mask off he could blend right into wherever you're at yeah, he was and a, you'd never he know. was like an attractive looking yeah, like just right. average guy but yeah i agree with you that for the most part they don't take his mask off in series and i do agree that that made it well and it's so weird like because because they they did it well in the end five that's one few things they did well in the movie was there was the weird scene and he sheds the tear it doesn't show his face but the fact that they sold a whole movie on it like i you know they were to me they were like cash cow in the hell out of part four and people loved four and they were just like let's let's just grab all the cash we can yeah right bones part five how you feel about that <laughs> it's uh, you're not a big fan of four. Hated it. Um, yeah, I mean that's kind of it. Like two snaps and a don't watch it again. Um, it it follows the storyline that I don't really have that much feeling about, that I don't have a lot of care about, and you know, it wasn't for me. I just don't have a lot to really expound on it because I'm like, mm, and, you, and you know, another part of it too. Again, the characters are are they? I like uh I like the dark headed girl, Tina. Mm -hmm. And she's just weird and quirky and funny, but none of the other characters were likable. Like the only likable character was Rachel, and they kill her early. And I think this started kind of the where you know where they stopped having character development and just having like cannon fodder for murder, you know? Because in yeah. some of the other series and franchises, was, it's that it's that way, you know? Yeah, you just have people there who are going to be on screen kills, and that's it. So this was this was my first Halloween. I remember watching it at my uncle's house. Um, he had satellite back when satellite dishes were the size of a, a small car. <laughs> yeah, uh, no Ford Fiesta, and uh, so he had satellite and he had movie channels. And you know, I grew up in the country, so all I had was an antenna. I didn't even have cable, so I had the Farmer Four, you know, channels. And uh, so I remember seeing this and like being simultaneously like excited and scared, you know, and. And watching the this and uh, so this is my first one, and uh, of course as a kid I was like, oh, I've seen that Mike Myers movie, you know what I mean? Um, Wayne's yeah, World, yeah, right, exactly. But now as an adult, um, I, I honestly don't care if I ever see it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's here. just not right, good. It's not good. It took away, as you said, everything good from the fourth film, and uh, you know, just made. I usually watch Jump. it when I'm marathoning. That's yes. And when that's I say marathoning, time. I'm fat. I don't run. I mean, watching <laughs> films. Yeah. You watch it on like a, <laughs> while you're running a marathon, you watch it on your, yeah. on your phone. Why drive? <laughs> uh, professor? This is the only one I'm going to change what I said on the original one about. Yeah. I described this, and I quote, as a pile of shit. <laughs> that's a little much. That's a little much. Um, I, of me, me and my <laughs> sister really, really enjoyed four and five as kids mm -hmm. and here's the interesting thing i i throw out here to you guys what is that different about part five from franchises other sequels that we're very forgiving of do you think it's because of the quality of films that we have attempted within this franchise prior to that this one is a, such a sore thumb because i really don't think this is far off from 
you know, some Friday the 13th sequels that I enjoy. Sure. I think that it's just based on comparison and what it falls into suit with, because there are some dumb ass sequels that I love from sure. other franchises. Yeah, I think that's um, So this is still a very flawed movie um, and a clear drop in quality from part four. Um, but I did want to at least bump that up a bit. I don't no, think I it's a pile of shit. I, I agree completely with that because, like I said, not only are we coming right out of four, which to me was such a great movie, but it was less than a year. Like, like I mean, I think it was a year to the date, but it's still, you know, like uh, like if you saw Saul and then the next Saul is like Saul 7, you know. If there would have been a few years waiting period and they released the same movie, I probably would be like, man, I really like absolutely love this movie. Right. It is a huge drop in quality, and I think that's the problem. I mean, look, look at the, let let's set Halloween three off to the side because I don't but I let's don't take hate the three Michael Myers Halloweens that previously came to this. It's a stark contrast yeah. in quality. It's rushed because I don't hate five at all. I just compared to four. It's just like. You know, yeah. and there, there, there are some things that definitely like get me more in this yeah. movie. That, and, and I think it's coming right out of four is what bothers me the most. Yeah, and and for me, it, it, I still feel the same about what I said on the original episode, mm-hmm. except the, the definitive summation of it. Like, it's not a pile of shit. There's right. plenty of, enough in here, entertainment wise, to merit watching it. Yeah. Um, but it's not one that I would blindly recommend to anyone. And and like you know the things like you mentioned, I still one hundred percent feel that way. Mm-hmm. Why would you take the strongest thing from part four, and mute her, and not only mute her, but basically, I mean, we don't we're not saying the end of four didn't happen the way it did, but it's not vital to part five at, at, all. All. Yeah. at all. And it's just like that should be a bigger deal. Like that should at least be referenced more Except on why. Right, but she's it's in like, the home and, and her mom's on vacation. Yeah, so it's like our solution is are like even if you just throw this out here, it's just like Michael. He would just sit and not speak mm. after that. Even throw that out there, and then I got something to draw and compare it to on why you're doing that. But otherwise, all I see is a very talented young girl uh, being silenced, yeah. and that I think is unfortunate. But yeah, mm-hmm. I just wanted to throw that out there. This stuff. Uh, that I didn't like in the film, I still feel the same way about, but I think to say that it is a pile of shit was a little <laughs> harsh, so I would like to ding, 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 change my mind on that one. Very good. Very good. And I, I agree with what you say. Like, why why are we so critical of it in light of other shitty sequels that we really like? And I think you hit it on the head, is that this was such a high bar from the beginning yeah. as a film and to, to get to this point. So now... We move on. Well, well, I was going to say, 89 was like a string of, and I, I think that's why looking back on it, 89 to me was like a hyped year, because it's, 89 was Jason, Freddy, Michael Myers, Leatherface, yeah. like all of them were coming out the same year. I think Leatherface moved to the 90s, but, Which... and, it, and it was weird sequels. It was Nightmare 5, Friday 8, uh, Halloween 5, so like, as a kid, like a horror movie nut, kid, I'm like, 89 is like the year, because they're all coming out at the same time. And then you, you start going to see these things, and it's like, oh, well, it's a Teen Mom movie, and, and he's visiting New York. and Right. Yeah. The era of shark jumping. So. Okay, moving on to Halloween Part 6. The six 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 The number of the beast. <laughs> Where were you on that? Come on, uh, man. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't thinking. Man. You're already trying to get back to East Street. I know it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I never left. 
Um, so six 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 Halloween Part Six: The Curse of Michael. This is where he gets his period. <laughs> <laughs> where he gets his thorn. The Curse of Michael Myers. Rye Bones, you want to start us off on this one? I, mine's real quick. Hated it. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, like I said, I, I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be the greatest person to really delve into these because again for me halloween one two and h2o is for me the franchise yeah the standard so i don't really have a lot of i can't if, if i was you know i've got the whole blueberry box set at home and these are not ones that i pick out and just want to throw in you know when sure. i want to throw them in i throw in one or two or h2o or you know, something like that even season of the witch for that matter but i don't really consider that canon obviously so yeah it's not for me all right. So it's, I, I, yeah. That's all right, though. We still got you clarifying on the record your thoughts on these movies. You weren't with us at the beginning, so it's still good to have that. Doesn't no. have to be in depth. Vincenzo. I hate this movie. Jay. I hate it. Jay. I hate it. Uh, You're so I, nasty. I've been on film over here. I hate it because this is where you start to get the quote unquote explanation for michael they tried to do the dark and i and i don't want an the, explanation the six was the first halloween that was a a major studio film yeah i don't want an explanation for starters uh but the only thing that i will say about this movie and this is the one with paul rudd in it right mm -hmm. yes his first movie. uh the only thing that i will say to give this any kind of uh positive thing is uh I think it was kind of clever to bring the character of Tommy Doyle back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Other than that, for the record, credited as Paul Stephen Red. So for so uh, no, I, other than that, I don't have a kind thing to say about this movie. All right. Six for me was disappointment because again, you know, I would read about movies before they came out, and yeah. so. The first trailer I saw was Halloween 666, the origin of Michael Myers. And then I read what it was about, which is that Michael Myers rapes his niece after they abduct her at the end of five. Oh, dear. Which is, which is still all in the movie, but it's so cut, you don't know what's going on. When Kung Lao from Mortal so, Kombat was on the police station at the end of five. And I hate that Jamie Lloyd is played by a different And character. And this even yeah, angers me even actor. more because she cried over this, like... Uh, Daniel Harris wanted to return so bad, and they didn't want to pay her. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that she didn't want to return, because I think that would have added to the film. And they film. couldn't have cast anybody that looked anything like her either. Well, they were like, their, their theory, I think, was like, well, she aged. So now she's a 37 woman <laughs> with a Tinkerbell cut. <laughs> but to me, it was just disappointment, because I read, you know, that this one is uh, the origin, and, and all this cool stuff, and, like, there's an actual cult, which is still all used in the movie, but because it's it was the first studio movie, they kept testing it, and people were like, I, I want this out and this out. And so for me, when they finally released the producer's cut, which you could get bootleg forever at cons, to me, the, the producer's cut was the way to go because it kept everything that I wanted to see in the movie. Still wasn't a strong movie at all, even with yeah. that. But Which they did include in the, the yeah, Blu-ray so set. Terrible. So in the this deluxe the box, box that you do, yeah. you do get the producer's cut. It is a way better version of this movie. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I still went and saw it in the theater a couple times. I still watch it. Can't say it's the worst in the series for me, but it's it's by far not the best. It's a low point for sure. And, and I think my favorite me. thing in the movie is Paul Rudd, and it was his first film 
which Clueless, I think, came out first, because they held on to this movie. Did it really? Was it around that time? Yeah. So, Clueless is his second film, this is his first. And so, he, he was, I thought he was a great actor from the from this movie. I like that Tommy Doyle returned. Yeah. Um, I kind of think the explanation of, like, the cult helping him took away from... Oh, the mythos was just... Yeah, well, you know, like, I kind of like the idea that for some reason, like, I don't care if Satan's talking to him in his room or what, but whatever motivated Michael in the movies, I don't think we needed to see it. And and I think uh, they also were coming out of five, which we didn't mention, was the Man in Black. Yeah. Not Johnny Cash, but... You know. <laughs> right. So, uh, I, I think... And, and I will give them credit for a lot of movies just try to ignore shit, so I think they were trying to explain who the hell the man in black was, which if you read, uh, when they did five, they had an, a different idea, I guess, which I never, they never talk about, but you know, they plan on doing five and then six immediately. And because five was a dud at the box office, they trimmed up some of that stuff with him. And it yeah. didn't make sense. So, I mean, I will give them credit that they did explain in six who the man in black was and, and like the thorn that was shown on his hand in five, but it is kind of like, I don't know. It, oddly enough, it does like the druid stuff does put me to mind of part three, mm-hmm. you know, with all with like all the druid stuff and that. But you know, I don't know. I, I actually think that as it was a step down from five. So, Professor, I'll let you take first step. I, I, it's kind of the same as when we recorded originally. I I think it's entertaining in a lot of parts, and I also think it's a, a disastrous mess of a movie. Um, but not one that I hate. Uh, ultimately, I for little things like I like revisiting Tommy. I like that we are full on autumn. It's very autumnal. Like it's just got a great feel to the movie. Unlike a lot of the previous ones, for a movie that's centered around Halloween night, this one really feels like Halloween night, especially out in the town. Now, when you start getting in to the DJ. That wants to go back <laughs> right. and broadcast in there. I like that it brought in the Strode family. That's that's something I do. Yeah, mention. and and the whole cult and all that stuff. I do not care about any of that. Like that's not why I'm on part six at this point. I don't need all that. So I still think it's a very messy film. I think the producer's cut is very interesting um, to be able to compare them. And I'm glad that uh, Screen Factory included that in that very comprehensive set. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a mess of a film. I mean, it's not the low point of the franchise to me. Like, I think there's enough redeeming qualities in it to where if you're marathoning, it can be a fun enough watch, mm-hmm. but it's not a good movie. And, yeah. and, and, and sadly, this was Pleasant's last film too. So that's yeah, right. kind of, which by the way, big shout out to them for cutting all kinds of shit with him after he's gone. Right. His final appearance and they screwed all kinds of shit up with his. I want to go on record for saying that for being the sixth film in a franchise, it's not terrible. No, I, I don't. I agree with that. <laughs> I want to go on record saying wow. that. <laughs> it's better than Police Academy Six. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than Nightmare Part Six. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to say I'm changing my vote, changing my vote from the first time around to say I don't hate this movie. I do. I hate it. I like it better than Part Five. Um, I would watch it before Part Five. Okay. Um, I think it does have some high spots, but also some very low spots. Yeah. Um, I too like Hot Toddy. Love Paul Rudd in it. Um, because you don't know his end game. Like you kind of think like maybe he's in on it, but then you find out he's a good guy. You know, it's 
it's it's a total train wreck. But I don't hate it. I think the I think the imagery too that he was talking about is definitely back in this one, which which saved the movie a bit. Like uh, they played a little bit more of the original music and like like some of the chase scenes outside where it definitely looks like Halloween time again and yeah. I kind of feel like when they filmed five, it kept snowing when they were filming because they were filming them in odd places at this point. Like, mm-hmm. you know, not even California with a bunch of leaves on the ground. I like so. uh, when Kim Darby meets her demise out around the laundry, the backyard. That's always what I think of when I think of this movie. Yeah. Well, Kim Darby, she was in the original True Grit, wasn't she? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Moving right along to Halloween H2O. Yes. Rye Bones, returning to Laurie Strode. How do you feel about that? I absolutely love this movie. This movie... Oh, wait. We skipped... Oh, yeah. H2O. We're on seven. We're on seven. Yeah. For God's sake. (laughs) (laughs) My blood sugar's low. He not not so good with numbers. (laughs) Him him don't read. He does better with colors and letters. Like Mike Pence. He can't read very well. (laughs) No, I, this movie is so good. I love that we go right back to revisit Laurie Strode. We catch up with where she's at now, where she's at in her life. Um, and that the idea of Michael Myers is still haunting her. And we we see that her character, you know, at one point kind of alludes to a drinking problem. So we, we know that it's been haunting her for a long time since she's been hitting the bottle a little bit. But uh, I like that we abandon all the... the the other half of the series at this point and go right back to the roots and the origins and the, you know, Michael's coming home to finish off what he started. Kind of thing. I think that that, what you like there is what I dislike. I don't dislike the movie as a whole, mm-hmm. but I dislike when a, a series like, oh, that other shit, that didn't happen. Yeah, which yeah. Like, didn't I, need to do. I, I don't like that. Yeah. With this, I didn't need to do that either. This could have all existed. Yeah. I, I don't, you like that, but that's also a turnoff for me, just different sure. preferences. Um, I like the movie for what it is, you know, 20 years later, you get Lori again, and I, I like what it is, um, and it's a fun Michael Myers movie to watch. Uh, I like, I like the supposition of what Lori Strode would have turned out like after going through what she went through. Um, I like all that. The only thing I really dislike about it is I dislike the fact that they just hit the reset button. They're like, now them other shits didn't happen. Only one and two happened. Ignore all these other movies that we've put out and you've watched. I hate when when studios do that. So, other than that, I like the movie. And including Creed. And including Creed. Oh, man. Low point in the series. (laughs) So, uh, for me, this is third best. Is H2O. I agree with both you guys because I hate that they don't mention um, Jamie Lloyd, but who says that the other ones didn't exist? Because to me, the way I take it is that the movie never says they you, didn't. You, you can view yeah, it that so way. To me, However, like studio-wise, those other ones She's a heavy drinker yeah. because she left her daughter behind, and to me, why she's comfortable with it is she doesn't know that Jamie died. She thinks that she's safe and that, you know, like her decisions... Saved her, and maybe that's why she's never mentioned. We know that it's because they didn't want to. No, I I will say this. I think that Michael is a better character for not having all that cult shit attached yeah. to it. Yeah. 
And still being the pure Michael Myers from the first two movies. And, and I love that the nurse from two, you know, which is the same actress. So, um, you know, we start at her house and he, he finds where Laurie Strode is hiding. Um, I don't know. The, at the time, I didn't mind it so much. I will say uh, the only thing that gets me a little bit now is, uh, you know, this is Disney putting these movies out at this point, which is Dimension. But they were totally like, you know, getting Kevin Williamson, I think, did some rewrites. So there was a little bit of that scream feel. To, to me, when I watched the movie, I thought they were trying to pull off that there's more than one Michael Myers. Because there's still a lot of scenes where it's kind of like, how did he get in here and here almost at the same time? So I kind of feel like with Williamson kind of meddling, it kind of had the weird scream thing. The poster is very scream, 90s mm-hmm. horror, where true. it's like the lineup of the stars. And, but um, I thought, like to me, this was such a fun movie when it came out. I remember the theater was packed again for a Halloween film. It came out in August, which was kind of unheard of for these movies. Um, it was it was scary and suspenseful again. Steve Miner, horror fans clamoring. Yeah, so, you know, and they wanted Carpenter to come back, but he had zero interest. So, yeah, yeah you know, Steve Miner got to come back. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis was back. And, and not just back that, like, she pimped this movie out. Like, she was on right. everything. And she was excited, like, you know... You ever read that she says herself she's not a big fan of horror films, but you know she was like on everything like just like you know this movie was so much fun and I don't know I thought I thought it was scary and fun and and third best in my opinion. It certainly brought back a quality to the series that had been missing. And the last LL Cool J survived the movie, so you know not the black person didn't die first and he lived. Andy lived. There's such an iconic shot in this too, where uh, during the final battle, you know, Michael does the lowering himself down right behind her. That's Man, terrifying. That's such a, that pipe yeah. With yeah, yeah. Dude, that is just creepy. I think I think it became the shape more again too, like the like yeah, the intent in the first movie, where it's like, uh, you know, we're not gonna see. He's not gonna explain to us what he's doing, and and he's just he's like the shark from Jaws again, like the first film, where it's just he for whatever reason wants to kill this girl. And then I, I like, too, that she wasn't, um, I hate movies. Like, I Know What You Did Last Summer 2 was a shitty movie, but, like, at least she was damaged. Same way with this one. Like, I don't think you're going to go over all the traumatic events that she's went through in her life and not be touched by it. And and at the end of the movie, she go, goes kind of ripply and goes badass and, and yeah. like, has just had enough of running. Mm-hmm. So, to me, third best in the whole series. I'll go quickly because my opinion has not changed. I love this film. I've always loved this film. I don't see a day where I will not love this film. It's not perfect, as I said before, but it's a great film. And it's in my top three for the franchise. And, and you know, I like the kids were a return to likable characters. Yep. Like Josh yeah. Hartnett. Like, oh, yeah. Cared about him. Like, yeah, the little little man Tate kid. <laughs> I can't think of his name, but he yeah. was little man Tate. Like, like every, every all the kids in the movie I liked. I didn't want them to die. I mean, in my opinion, this is where the film, this is where the series ends. Um, I know Jamie Lee Curtis had talked about in her appearance at Horror Hound, <clears throat> where she said she signed on to do the movie. They were going to kill Michael. This was going to be it, the final thing, and the, you know, wrap it up and all that stuff. She said they had hired everybody and casted everybody, and then they said, "Oh, P.S. There's a clause in the contract that says we are not allowed to kill Michael." And she's like, "What? Like that was." Why I signed on for this? And you know, you know? the ending was so strong too. It like, was. It was like good. she chops his head off. The original music's playing, and you're just like. And again, I left the theater. I remember uh, we saw this out of town, and we went to an Arby's, 
and I go in the bathroom and there's no one in there and I was like, damn, I don't I don't want to be in here. <laughs> I don't want to be in an Arby's bathroom anytime, let alone after you don't, you don't know you don't know what's in there. <laughs> Professor? Nothing's really changed on that. I it's an excellent sequel. Um I think it's sobering to realize that it's almost twenty years later since this came out twenty years later after Halloween. Crazy. Um but yeah, I mean, it's it's really enjoyable. Um, I, it's really just a minor thing, but the music dates it more so yeah, than all, sure. And you know, that's kind of unfair at the same time because I watch endless '80s horror movies with that stuff and think it's charming. So yeah. that's more just preference than anything. But the the series never was big on on you know infusing contemporary soundtracks, so it's a little jolting with that at times. But it's it's. It's a great movie. And it's I, a good time. I feel like from six to seven too. Like six was rushed. Seven, they got everybody involved that that wanted. Like it was a love project for the fans. Where you know, six, five, and six was just like let's get what money we can. Seven was That's like rad. let's refuel the the series. Yeah, ma'am. Moving on to. The worst, motherfucker. the worst in the franchise. Uh, I gotta go to the bathroom, so I'm just gonna tell you. Same. I hate this movie. Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> Professor still hates it. That's all he's got to say on the subject. I will say I also still hate this movie. I think it's garbage. Um, worst in the franchise. Gentlemen. Uh, I agree. Worst in the franchise. Halloween Total 8. Uh, saw in the theater. I, the only thing I'll say nice about it is, again... As bad as this movie is, there is scenes with Michael Myers where he's still scary. That's it. Like, it was It was just... I, I've still seen it 50 times. I'll still watch it. But this is the worst in the series. I've seen it once and I'll never watch it again. Yep. I hate it. I'll never watch I it again. I hate it. Yeah, it's... The first it 10 minutes are... It pisses me off. <laughs> it really does. Worse than six? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Because oh, yeah. That we pick up, we, we kill Laurie, Laurie Strode. And that to me, that's, so that's killing the heart of the series right there. And, they, and, and then they still go on with a movie. like The marketing of this movie, too, was they showed her show up like she's going to show up in the movie at the end. Yeah. Not kill her at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And I guess she said she did that contractually because if she did H2O and, you know, she found out she couldn't kill Michael, she's like, well, just kill me off in the next one. Just She's like, so that's why I went in for like 10, you know, the first 10 minutes of the film and then they killed me off. Yeah. And it was such weak sauce. Well, and she didn't want to be in any more movies. That's no. the way I've heard it explained and, and, to me. And, yeah. I was, and again, I, I watch this movie usually as a marathon. When I do rewatch it, it usually makes me like it less every time I watch it. It's just utter garbage. It's, it's shit. I hate it. It was very opportunistic because it tried to go after that reality TV angle <sighs> and all that nonsense. But I feel like I've seen that that story a million times in films. You know, where they it's try just, to. It's just bad. Yeah. It's the first and only time this franchise felt like it was just. We do not care about you as fans. They phoned it in. We just want money. Worse than five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about Rob Zombie's Halloween. We talked about it on the Rob Zombie episode. We didn't talk about it on the Halloween episode. I think it's worth getting all of your inputs for. So um, if you guys want to give us your input, and then Professor and I will will chime in. I think the Rob Zombie films are great if you want to watch a synopsis of the first couple of films. Like if you if you kind of want to watch a lot of it condensed, uh, not necessarily the Jamie Lloyd stuff, but like you know, the first two films it feels like they're kind of condensed in those movies. Two is utter garbage. I don't really care for it at all. But one is a good is is a is a good attempt at like, okay, let's update this for kids who don't want to watch a movie that looks like it's in the seventies, you know. But mm-hmm. two, I didn't really care for it at all. Actors were great. I I don't believe that we needed. 
here's the, the thing I hated about it. I really don't think we needed the whole, this is why Michael is the way he is. I don't want, I don't care about that. I don't care. I, don't give him the Darth Vader treatment. You know, like, this is why he became what he became. I don't care. And I felt it's always pandering. You know, Rob Zombie puts him in a Kiss t-shirt. Like, come on, really? It's, Kind of, we know you're a fan, dude, in, like, And one of the girls was in a Slayer shirt. I'm like, that yeah. girl does not listen to Slayer. Yeah, yeah it just felt very, <laughs> that, those pieces felt pandered, you know, like very pandering, or just yeah. his nod to something, but it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't discreet. It was very in your face. Like, he's going to wear a kiss shirt. Yeah, right. Mom's like, going to be a stripper, and her boyfriend's going to look like he'll diddle you in your sleep. Everybody <laughs> thinks he's going to be gross. Would. Do we want to, do we want to just hit these one and two with our time? I think we could group two together. Okay. Sure. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Rob Zombie as a filmmaker. Um, I've come around a lot over the past few years with that in general, but just speaking on the Halloween movies, his original Halloween remake, uh, I absolutely hate the first 20 minutes. I don't want to know why Michael is the way Michael is. Don't humanize the boogeyman. Yeah. And it's not compelling enough to me that, he was white trash, and his stepdad was abusive, and his mom was a stripper. To me, that's not enough. Um, now, I've always said if you cut that first 20 minutes or whatever off, I think it's a great film. Uh, not as good as the original, obviously. It's a remake. Um, I love Michael in the Mental Institution making the paper shape mache mask. Yeah, that's great. I think that was a cool addition to his psychosis. Um I love the stuff with Danny Trejo where it showed that it doesn't matter if you're nice to Michael and treat him like a person. He's just evil. He taught him to drive. Yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's just evil. Um, and for the rest of the movie, I, I like it. I am going to watch the original a hundred times to every one that I'm going Absolutely. to watch Rob Zombie's movie. Uh, so as a whole, I like it. Uh, so let's move to two. Two, I, I, I take that. Back. I was going to say I don't have a kind word to say about it, but that's not true. Um, two years ago, I would have told you that I absolutely hated it. It was an absolute piece of shit. Um, but this is the compliment that I will give. That I will give. Um, Rob Zombie just didn't do a remake with this. He was like well, why don't we try this this way? Uh, I like the way he took Lori, that she was damaged from the initial experience, so it kind of fucked with her head a little bit. She wasn't the good girl anymore. It, she was more of a party girl, you know? She, she mentally fucked up because of the whole thing. I like that aspect of it. Um, he took Loomis in a different direction, I don't like the direction that he took Loomis in, but he at least tried to do something different. Um, I hate Mother being part of a psychosis. I feel like that was just a reason to put Sherry in a movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's played out as shit in horror with Norman Bates and Jason Voorhees. I mean, there's a lot of similarities with Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees already. Do you really need to add that into? Um, so one, I like minus the first 20 minutes Two, I'm glad that he took a chance on going a different direction with it. But I, as a whole, I feel like it's a miss. All right. Spot on. Hot toddy. 
I I love hate Rob Zombie's Halloween one and two. Um, I saw when it came out. I thought it was scary, but kind of like what you said, the beginning was like uh, obviously you know foul language doesn't bother me, but it was it was it felt out of place in Halloween. Um, Somebody said before it's like listening to kids who just learned how to cast. So yeah, <laughs> it, it felt out of place. I, I, you know, the him showing him going through all this stuff, I, I just felt like it took away from so much. Um, and then two, I saw in the theater as well. I would say two, the the regular cut, so much better than the director's cut, because like he has the mask on most of the movie, where the director's cut, he has that damn mask off and just looks like a like a hillbilly wrestler. Yeah, um, Zach Wilde. But, but, you know, I go back to these movies, and I, the biggest thing for me of the remake is Halloween's my favorite movie. Right. So to me, I'm touchy with the remake. But I will say, last Halloween, I watched one and two for the first time back-to-back, and I got a different take of watching them. So all the stuff I hated at the beginning, the foul language still bothers me a little bit because it's it just feels so out of place it's just too much of it but it makes like, you feel uh, dumb yeah, it's just, yeah yeah <laughs> but, but all the scenes that bothered me with young michael myers i was like i kind of saw what rob zombie was doing which is it didn't matter what he's eating for breakfast and how he's acting with his mother if you rewatch it he's killing his hamster in the bathroom before we see him he's wearing a mask but before he wears a mask he's wearing a mask of being a good little kid and i know you can't see me Air quote my fingers there, <laughs> but it's all a mess. The kid is fucking evil. And rewatching it, I got it more. This this you know that last time I watched it, I was like, I never really. To me, I'm just like bothered that it's showing him as like being a normal little kid. Right. And really, I don't think that's what he was showing us. He's just an evil fucking person, and he's wearing another mask because when he's out in the woods alone with the little spy kid, kid, he like, brutally beats him with a stick and. I don't know, like, 2 has a lot of uh, cool things. Um, I hate what they did in both movies to Dr. Loomis because he's a pussy, and I hate him. And to dare talk about Michael McDonald. The, the characters McDowell, are a great example. All the, all the characters, like, all the kids in the movie are just horrible people, and I did not give a fuck about them. That's the problem with Rob Zombie's movies. As did, a whole. Um, His movies are full of unlikable people. I just went blank on her name. Our, our mother from the 80s, E.T. D. Wallace. D. Wallace. Yeah, D. Wallace. That bothered me when D. Wallace died. And it bothered me when he killed Danny Trejo because Danny was just trying to be yep. cool with him. Other than that, when he's killing the kids, I didn't care as much. But one was very suspenseful. Rewatching two after watching the first one, I got a different take. I liked it better. Um, it starts with, like, it's just going to be a remake of The Hospital. And then it, it rapidly goes in a different direction. But I hate, he did too much with Lori, too much with her that I hated her. And like, I could have cared less. And I don't know. I, I kind of wish he would have done a third movie because we've never seen Halloween three. We've always seen season of the witch. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited to see where this next Halloween movie takes us. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be more of a take off the remake or just, Reboot again or didn't happen, but I'm, I'm interested to see because the next movie to me could be could be the the return to the to the series for sure, for sure. Professor, I actually come down a tick on these films um, with the growth of Zombie's career. Not I'm not talking about quality necessarily, but just the that his body of work has expanded. I don't need these. 
is, is more what I've come to. I, I applaud him for taking different approaches because dating all the way back to when we started this podcast and I talked about remakes, uh, my thing is have a reason. And he had a reason. Whether me or anyone else likes it or not, at least he had a reason to remake it. He wanted to, I feel like, take more of the true serial killer approach to it and, and the genesis of it. I mean, like the scene you referenced with uh, beating the kid out in the woods, that reminds me of Dahmer out at his parents' house uh-huh. and him first experiencing murdering of a human being out there. And so, I mean, it has moments, and even with part two, which as, you know, you dig more into and learn about the stories, basically the studio holding it hostage and him jumping in right to the fire and making it and almost forcing it. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's all different aspects of that, but at the end of the day, I have more movies of his to watch, mm-hmm. whatever I want, to the point where I, this falls towards the end of those and it certainly falls towards the end of the Halloween original films. And so I, I still like them okay, but I think I was a little bit higher and more forgiving on them because at that point he'd only made a couple of films. Yeah. And so I was just excited at him tackling something up to the next step. And I've had problems with some of his other stuff, don't get me wrong. Sure. Like, we haven't covered 31 since it came out, I wasn't crazy about it. Right. Lords of Salem, I thought was a sloppy ending. Yeah. But there's different stuff. Literally. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I've kind of come down a little bit on it. I feel like I was m- more forgiving uh, originally, but at the same time, I didn't really realize we were covering this on this episode, so I didn't rewatch them. So it's been a minute. So maybe I pop them on, and we'll have to do a an update on the update so I can tell you I love them again. (laughs) On our 200th episode we'll come back. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with them. They're entertaining enough, but at the end of the day I have so much of Rob Zombie and so much of Halloween that there's not going to be very often where I'm like, I want to watch Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to sneeze. I really want to talk talk a little bit. He's getting verklempt. I I will say, uh, you know, remake-wise, I mean, they could have easily made Halloween 9. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, sure. That's what I was saying. I watching like the, some of these the movies, reason. though, they, they kind of, uh, it's kind of like, where do you go? So it's almost kind of, I get why they, they did the remake, but. So, um, I still really enjoy the first film. Uh, but yeah, I don't dislike the kids stuff. I've got, I keep going back and forth on it, but it's just too long. I mean, it's 30 minutes. It's, Could you imagine an hour and a half Halloween remake? where he had to trim a lot of this stuff out. Yeah. Like, I think we'd be talking differently about sure. it. Sure. It's very long. It's like, it, 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 you know, and so it's, it's, it's a little too long with the kids stuff. Um, Halloween two, I'm actually going to be a little more kind on than I was in the Rob zombie episode. And, uh, when we just briefly touched on the Halloween episode, I don't hate it as much as I used to. I'm still not a big fan, but, um, I get a little bit more of it now, but I also agree that I think the theatrical cut is better than the director's cut. If not because... You, you will not hear me say that often. Right. And the theatrical cut has Bill Mosley, which is important, and Sid Haig. <laughs> so, um, I like the theatrical cut better. But, again, I, I'm not a, I, I won't tell people to watch it, too. I'm not, that, I'm not a fan of it, but I don't hate it like I used to. So, um, yeah. All right. Halloween. The franchise. Yeah, boy. Nobody's favorite. In a nutshell. We've got the new Halloween film coming out. Danny McBride is attached to produce. I don't think he's a director. He, he was he was writing it or something. Okay, like he's, he's helping writing it. And yeah, it. which you know people gripe, and I'm like, he's in the new Alien and did well in it. Um, yeah, Jack Carpenter's slated to return as a producer. 
Right. And they're like, oh, Danny McBride, is it going to be a stoner comedy? Use your brain, people. No, it's not going to be a stoner comedy. Mel Brooks produced a fly. People yes. can do yes. other things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, hey, wherever it goes, OJ Simpson didn't just play football. That's right. He did hurt. He <laughs> yeah, did hurt commercials. Yeah, I saw that people. they're uh, <laughs> filming down at the original locations, which should be fun. Cool. Very cool. All right, friends. Any wait, last thoughts? Way to rub that in again. <laughs> just, you. just that uh, I, I really hope at some point a definitive book and documentary. I know. Can that, that, that's that's I, I was thinking that when I was like, you know, yeah. there's Crystal Lake, there's the Nightmare. Yeah, which I think it was that uh, Justin Beam had the book going for a yeah. while, and then that went kaput. So hopefully, at some point, we can uh, we can get both those in our libraries. I'd love one to be called uh, maybe like he's going to Haddonfield or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give it a fun title like that. So, all right, friends, uh, signing out for the 98th episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by Professor Wagstaff, Venomous Vinny, Hot Toddy, and Rye Bones. Stay scary, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>